Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. The stories of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, they'll all be referred to again in Scripture. But as we come to Genesis 50, this is a closing chapter in their lives, in their narrative. As we know, Genesis is a book of beginnings. That's what the word means, Genesis means beginning. So we started off with the beginning of the world. Then we started off with the re-beginning of the world, again, after the flood. And then the beginning of nations as the nations were divided by the languages being divided. Then we started off with the beginning of the nation of Israel. That started off with Abraham. Genesis 50 closes out this time period. We have Not a lot of history between Genesis 50 and Exodus 1, which is many, many years later. So this is an important chapter. It's helpful for us to see that this is a closing uh, time period. This is a finality of what we've been studying. And as we see here, Jacob has just passed away and Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Israel. And 40 days were fulfilled for him. For so are fulfilled the days of those which are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him threescore and seven days. So Jacob dies and his grandfather Abraham, his father Isaac, were all put into a a cave, a tomb, their remains were not involved, embalmed. However, Jacob's were. They were embalmed by the physicians. This would be the morticians in Egypt where they could preserve the body um, for many years to come. If we knew where Jacob's body was, it would be like finding you know, one of the kings from Egypt embalmed. So that's what jo- Joseph tells his servants to do to embalm his body. This idea of 40 days and then 70 days, 40 days is what everybody was embalmed and they were mourned for, for 40 days. But for somebody great and somebody of high esteem, it was 70 days. And so the Egyptians mourned for Jacob 70 days. Just in the 17 years that he was there, he was looked upon as a very great man because he was. And it says in verse four, and when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spake unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, if now I have found grace in your eyes, speak, I pray you, in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, my father made me swear, saying, lo, I die in my grave, which I have digged for me in the land of Canaan. There shalt thou bury me. Now, therefore, let me go up, I pray thee, and bury my father, and I will come again. And Pharaoh said, go up and bury thy father according as he made thee swear. This shows us that Joseph is still working for the household of Pharaoh. It may be the same Pharaoh from 17 years before. It may not be because they were always called Pharaoh. But I believe possibly was. And so Joseph has to ask permission to leave because he's still working for them, for him. As, and if you see, it's 
talking to the house of Pharaoh. He just went to somebody that could relay a message to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, yes, definitely do this. But it's very clear that they are coming back. It's an easy request to ask for because uh, Joseph says, we'll come again. And as they go, they're going to leave all the children, all their cattle back behind. This was not a time that they were leaving. So Pharaoh wasn't worried about him heading out. And Joseph's making him know, I'm still here. I'm still going to work for you. I believe God's hand was on Joseph's entire life. I don't think it was only for that time period where there was the famine. So Pharaoh says to go up and bury your father. And Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all the servants of Pharaoh and the elders of his house and all the elders of the land of Egypt and all the house of Joseph and his brethren and his father's house, only their little ones and their flocks and their herds they left in Goshen. So this is a big deal. We have all the servants of Pharaoh. This doesn't mean every single servant. You know, there had to be people stay back to take care of the animals or whatever, but this is like all like his whole uh, office, his chiefs of administration type thing, and the elders, see, and the elders of his house, and all the land of Egypt. This was a big deal. And so Joseph's brothers go up, everybody goes all together, but they just left the little ones in their flocks in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very great company. This is a huge huge funeral possession 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 i can't say the word you guys know what i mean and they came to the threshing floor of a tod which is beyond jordan and there they mourned with a great and very sore lamentation and he made a mourning for his father seven days and when the inhabitants of the land the canaanites saw the mourning on the floor of a tod they said this is a grievous mourning of the, to the egyptians therefore they named it Abel Mizram, which is beyond Jordan. So remember, this is not just Joseph and his brothers. This is a ton of Egyptians, a lot of people. So the Canaanites don't know who this is. I'm sure they knew Jacob from years before, but they surely don't think of Jacob now. They know this is an Egyptian mourning that they're seeing. They've seen how the Egyptians act. All of them, not too many years previously, were buying grain down in Egypt. So they believe that this is an Egyptian uh, group. And so that name that they name it there, I'm not going to try to say that word again, is called the morning of Egypt, not morning as in the sun rising, but morning as in grieving of Egypt. And it says in verse 12, and his sons did unto him according as he commanded him. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with the field for a possession of the burying place of Ephron the Hittite before Mamre. And Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brethren and all that went up with him to bury his father after he buried his father. So they have this great time of mourning. Now they're not sorrowing as the world sorrows in that there is no hope, but they're sorrowing. And my friend, sorrowing at a funeral is not only natural, but it's pleasing and honorable. It shows that you loved your parents. It showed that you loved your loved one, whoever it is. If you don't have a grieving time at a funeral, that's unnatural. And uh, so grieving is okay. What's not okay is when you sorrow like 
that's the end and there's nothing else. This sorrowing that they were doing was with great honor. And yes, they were weeping, very sad. I'm sure Joseph loved his father dearly, but it wasn't that life was over because he comes back and they return back to working and being down in uh, Egypt. And here in verse 15, and when Joseph's brothers, brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. This is sad right here because the brothers don't understand forgiveness yet. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died saying, they're, they're going to tell him what they're, they're going to tell Joseph what their father said, but they're so nervous that they don't even see Joseph personally. They send a messenger to him because they're very nervous about this. And they're saying, Dad said, so shall you say to Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did it unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. So they send somebody ahead to tell him this. They don't know how he's going to react. They're close behind because they're worried about this situation. Obviously, they had talked to their dad before he died and said, Dad, what are we going to do when you die? I think Joseph's just being right because you're around. But what they didn't realize, they didn't understand true forgiveness. And true forgiveness puts all of that behind. When you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean because the situation changed that you can bring it up again. No, when you forgive somebody, it's done. And that's what they didn't understand. And so they come and they fall at Joseph's feet. Now, I think that this passage is very important for us to see that they are changed men, though, because here they're asking for forgiveness. They knew they were wrong before. They were in shock before. Uh, I believe that they were repentant before, but here they want to ask for forgiveness. And if you've done something wrong and you feel like you can't get over it with somebody, ask them for forgiveness. And that helps because then you know, okay, this has been forgiven. If they forgive you, it's been forgiven. So that's what they do here. And that's a wise choice when we've done something where we're just not sure, are we forgiven all the way? We should go to that person and say, will you forgive me for the wrong that I did? And when they say yes, it's done. And so that's what they're doing. They ask for forgiveness. And Joseph said, fear not, for I am I in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. We read this before. But one thing he points out this time is you really, you guys, you did think evil. You did think wrong. You intended very bad on me. But God thought differently. God had other plans and he took your evil and he used it for his honor and glory. Verse 21 says, now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. That's a beautiful verse again. We've seen this already, but I think it's even more lovely here as we read it because we know there's no dad standing over the situation. There's nobody that Joseph has to please. He's still in great power here in Egypt. He has no reason that he needs to do this for his brothers, but forgiveness helps us to be able to forget all the past. And yes, 
he did he forget it and that he didn't know that it happened? No, right there he says, I know you thought evil, but the way he forgot about it was by saying, I'm not bringing it up again. Not only am I not going to bring it up again, but I'm going to nourish you. I'm going to love you. And that's what heals. People say, oh, time heals. No, time doesn't heal. Time can also make somebody extremely bitter who doesn't forgive and go through things the right way. What heals is forgiveness and acceptance of that forgiveness. The brothers, they had to accept it. I think it was good that they came to Joseph and just told him how they felt. What if they would have just sat with these feelings and lived with these feelings for a long time and didn't get them out? It would have caused division in between them and Joseph. I'm glad they went to him and talked to him. My friend, if you have somebody that you just feel like, I don't know if things are right still, go to them and say, will you forgive me for what I did wrong? Will you please forgive me? And then when they do, Live in that forgiveness. Accept the nourishment that they want to give you. If you've been the one wronged, turn it the opposite way. Do whatever you can to love on those people. They are living with guilt. They have tried to get rid of the guilt and they're asking for forgiveness. If you just say, I forgive you and you don't change your actions, they still end up carrying that around because they feel like they messed up your life or like these brothers. They think, I, we messed up our brother's life and, and now we live with that. But they don't think that while their brother is helping them and nourishing them and giving them food and giving them anything they want. He's taking care of them. So they, that pushes away those questions that come into their mind. That's what you can do. If you have been wronged by somebody and they ask for forgiveness, you see how oh, they, they really are repentant. And it's, I'm not saying we don't forgive people unless they repent. I'm just giving an illustration here. These brothers did truly repent. Joseph says, I'm going to do whatever I can to nourish them. It's such a picture of Christ. When we come to Christ in repentance and we say, God, I'm sorry. I know I've been a sinner and I've been wrong. I don't want to keep doing that, but I want to ask your forgiveness. Will you save me? Not only does he save us, but he nourishes us. He cares for us. Not, Not only in the future will he do that, but he does that right now. We live in Christ's forgiveness. That's what helps us stay away from sin. Do you think these brothers were tempted to go do wrong against Joseph? No. They're, they're being nourished by him. They're being cared for. They're being, every all their provision is by him. They're not wanting to go hurt Joseph. And then the same way, that's how we should be. Christ has done everything for us. He died for us. He saved our soul. He nourishes us. He gives us wonderful things here in this world. What, what, what are we thinking of when we go back into sin and hurt him again? I don't know. Well, as we finish up Genesis 50, it says, And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house. And Joseph lived 110 years, so he doesn't live nearly as long in his, as his father. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, and the children also of Maker, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. How beautiful. He got to see his great-grandchildren. They got to bounce on grandpa's knee, and then they got to bounce on great-grandpa's knee. That's just beautiful. And Joseph said unto his brethren, there must have been still some alive. I don't believe all of them are alive at this time because he has brothers that are a lot older than him. But 
the brethren that are still alive, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. So Jake, Joseph's telling him, it's good here right now, but you're not going to stay here. God is coming back, and he will deliver you. And he wants that rehearsed in their mind so that they don't get comfortable there. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry my bones up from hence. And Joseph died, being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. I believe he did not want them to carry his remains upright then because he wanted by faith for them to see that someday God is going to bring the entire nation of Israel out. And when they do, that's when he wants his bones taken. And we're going to see that in Hebrews. That's exactly what Joseph was saying. I don't want you leaving right now like we did with dad. I don't want you doing that. But someday when the time comes, you make sure to bring my bones home. Heavenly Father, what a great ending to a great book. I pray that there was ladies blessed by going through this study. I pray that you'd use your word to burn in their hearts to help them in some way. Holy Spirit, please open the eyes of those who are listening to your truths from your word. I ask all this because of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord with Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.